afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, welcome to the internet's most sophisticated wrestling podcast, discussing the weekly aspects of it all, right here on The Bald Monkeys Wrestling Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Bald Monkeys podcast and welcome to the finale of our Mission Pro series leading up to Hell Hath No Fury. I have Captain Chuckles with me. Chuck, we are here. I'm giddy. I like really am. Like we're, what is it? It'll be three days away when when we put this out and I am, I have been so looking forward to this Friday for the past like two to two and a half months it's been just building and building and what better way to finish off our series of mission pro than with the owner of mission pro wrestling with the nwa champion with the workhorse in wrestling right now thunder rosa is with us tonight thunder thank you Uh, well i just want to make it clear it's not the workhorse workhorse right now it's been like six years of doing it nonstop. so it never stopped. It won't stop until I retired. And probably workhorse. I keep working, doing something else. But thank you guys. I'm excited that you guys are excited. It's been two really like long and like crazy months of a lot of work. We're um, doing a lot of stuff that um, we weren't doing before. We, we revamped the whole entire thing. And honestly, it's been, it, it paid off. I think so. I mean, sold out show. The only way to get it right now is to get on Title Match Wrestling and watch it during the stream. It's um, I will say we. How long did we? How, how long have we been running shows now? Since 2016, 17, we've been running shows. Yeah, 16, and this is our first one that we like completely sold out. So we're That's so really great. Excited. First of many. First yeah, of many. Absolutely. So Thunder, thank you for the opportunity. Um, thank you for letting us speak with all the talent. Everyone has been so welcoming, so much fun. We've had a blast. And now here we are, and I think we're going to kick it off like we always do and find out how Thunder Rosa was when she was little young Thunder Rosa. Well, I was um, a little girl that wanted to come to America, um, the middle of three girls. Um, I grew up with nothing but soap operas, a lot of uh, playing outside with my friends and like just going to school. Like school was my getaway. Like when the summer hit, like I have nothing to do. So I just want to go back to school because, you know, I was a nerd and I was, <laughs> yeah, I was not super nerd. But the only thing I like is my, I, all my friends were there. So I, I used to play games with them and stuff. So, um, I mean, we didn't have a lot of money. So like, that's why I was like, I used to like to go to school because I was busy. You know, it, it kept me busy, kept my head busy in the summers. It was kind of hard. Because some of my friends went on vacation, and I was kind of like, eh, I ain't doing nothing, and, you know, you know. What was your favorite uh, subject in school? I don't know. I used to like, I used to like math until I got into calculus. So, uh, math, uh, physics. I like physics when I was in, in high school, because my teacher was really, really good. 
and he made it really easy. So, uh, and I really enjoy going after class and like doing tutoring with him because he was really funny. He was this chunky with big mustache guy and he was always like cutting promos on everybody. So it was like, it was <laughs> really fun to have him in class. He was always cutting promos on people. And then, um, and then when I came to the United States, I was, hey, uh, my English in, in history class. Um, both of my English teachers were really good. They were really like, uh, like very, uh, one of them was like Chicano power. And like, they taught me all about the Chicano movement and all that stuff. And, um, and they got me involved in school politics in high school. And then my other English teacher, she was really big on helping other students, especially the ones that have big dreams. And she always saw that I have big dreams. So she will like help me to do things after school. And my history teacher, she was the hardest history teacher in the school and she was another teacher that um she saw a lot of potential in me and she like actually offered to pay for me to go to college but of oh, course wow. I, and i said no but she was all about you know empowering women of color she was um african-american and every time she traveled she brought us a gift to all the students that she had and she'll let us pick whatever so um my thing i think i told brian um we were going to corpus christi or someplace over there here in, 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 in Texas, and there was cotton on the sides, mm -hmm. cotton balls. And I remember mm -hmm. she brought con cotton from uh, one of her trips that she did to the South. And she explains that this cotton like was like, you know, many, many years ago, it was picked by my ancestors. And it, that just like sticked in my head. And I remember seeing the cotton, I was telling him the story. Um, she was a great, great history teacher. A lot of people hated her because she was so hard. But mm -hmm. if it wasn't because of her, I would have never learned the Pledge of Allegiance and the uh, national anthem that was like part of the class for you to pass a class you gotta like learn it and um yeah i really i really enjoy those teachers i still remember them it's amazing it's, it's like um teachers are a big part of everybody's life that i think we all can agree that we always have somebody that we looked up to or helped us along the way but it sounds like you took a lot of different little good things from all these different teachers and took it and made it into what you became and how you can now hand it down to more people. And I, and I see that how you're inspiring other people from the inspirations you got. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, like, now that I think about it, another English teacher that I had in high school, she actually paid for my semester because in Mexico, you have to pay per semester. Okay. Uh, school's not free. So I didn't have money. It was like, I'm not lying. It was like 60 bucks. I didn't have money to pay for the semester. And I almost didn't sign up for my last semester that I was there. And she was like, Oh, hold on, give me a second. Then she goes to the office and she's like, this student cannot pay. So whatever money she needs to pay, take it off my, I'm a paycheck. And because of her, she, I was able to go to my last semester in Mexico. So all my English teachers and all were all females, they're always like, because they saw that I had, like, I was really dedicated to school and I really wanted to make it. And, and, and they see that I was like always struggling, you know, they see me like selling like candy in school, like just hustling, always hustling for that dollar. Because, you know, I want to help my mom. Like, I was, um, when I was living in San Diego, I was living with my cousins. Like, we live in this, like, studio apartment. It was, um, my aunt used to sleep in the living room. And then we sleep, it, it was, like, a bunk bed. And then a bed. And my, one of my cousins sleep, uh, sleep in one bed. My other, my sister and I would sleep on the bottom. And my other cousin sleep on the top. So we were all, like, on top of each other. And, like, I didn't like to live like that. I just wanted to, like, have my own apartment or, like, something. Because I, because I was always very independent. I started working when I was 14. So, uh, yeah, I will, <laughs> you're not supposed to be crossing pork from Mexico. So <laughs> I used to do this thing called tostilocos and sell them in high school. So I'll be like, like hiding in the corner, selling this like food 
items that you're not supposed to sell in high school. And I used to make pretty good, decent money for about two months until they, they caught me in. (laughs) (laughs) Always hustling though. Always hustling. There's a need, there's a a way and I found it. So yeah, like I did that for a minute. And then there's another girl, she used to sell burritos. She was like, the burrito lady they used to call her and she used to make drink, man like she used to sell like this little ass burritos for a dollar she used to bring like 50 or 60 would be like super hungry and close hey hey dame un burrito no and like and she'll be like with her really had tapatio you want tapatio on it <laughs> you know <laughs> like put a tapatio be eating your burritos oh and man so we're getting through school you're you're hustling and you're getting to america when does wrestling pop up when was that first moment of hey look wrestling might be something that I, I'm interested in. Uh, not until I was done with school. I was living in the Bay Area. I was 26 years old. Um, my husband had got me hooked in uh, independent wrestling. Uh, we used to go to uh, this show the first day of the month called in Hood Slam. This is when it became really, really popular. So like there were the lines were like humongous. And um, in and it was like so much fun like and i really look forward to it like somebody posted a picture of me yelling at one of the wrestlers because i used to like yell curse it was like so funny like everybody knew like we used to sit in the same corner for months and we used to have so much fun and then um then from there we went to more serious wrestling which was apw in hayward california and that's when um that's when i was like holy crap like this is like actually pretty good wrestling you know like these guys are like athletes um, I didn't see a lot of women back then, but um, it was a lot of fun, and um, and I really enjoy it. And then they all, they said, "Oh, we have um, a tryout, so if you want to become a professional wrestler, you should totally, definitely do it tomorrow." And then I went there, and um, it was crazy because I got fourth place, and I just fell in love with it. I was like, I told my husband, I was like, I think I want to do it. I'm just gonna go to the gym and train first because I'm really out of shape and then we'll figure it out and then there I talked to Roland Alexander and I was like hey I'm interested in becoming a wrestler but before I become a wrestler I want to learn everything about the business before I get into this you know so I want to volunteer so my husband and I we used to ride our bikes to BART take a BART then ride like three four miles go to Hayward and volunteer there and then whenever we could we jump in the car with him or somebody else and we just go around like Northern California and just listen to him listen talk about the business um, you know, at that point, uh, Roland was more of a, he was more chill because before he was like, they call him the Godfather. So he act like the Godfather, Godfather. And like at that time, like this is before he passed away. He was very kind. He was always like willing to share stories of the road. And uh, we were just, my husband and I were just like, you know, listening and taking everything in. And then um, at this point, Brian was supposed to go to college. And we got a bunch of like scholarship money. And then I decided to just, you know, go ahead and pay for it. And it was like $3,000. Um, and then like not even two weeks after I paid for the school, Ronald Alexander passed away and the school closed and I lost all my money. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you talk about independent wrestling and, and, and we all usually ask the question, who stood out to you? Who was your favorite? You mentioned a couple of your favorite independent wrestlers. Was any of the mainstream wrestlers on your radar as far as people you were watching? Or were there any other independents that you were really interested in? No, I mean, the only, when I started watching wrestling was in around 2007, 2008. Uh, I used to watch TNA with the knockouts. So Mm -hmm. that's like the kind of like female wrestling that I was used to on TV. Like anything WWE was always kind of like, 
not interested. Um, and then uh, once I started training, I started watching some wrestling and then I started watching like women that actually were like wrestlers, wrestlers, you know, and I was like, whoa, like this is actually really good. Um, and those are the ones that I look up to. I mean, the ones that graduated from uh, APW Hayward from the gym were cheerleader Melissa and Sarah Del, Sarah Del Rey. Mm-hmm. So women that are wrestlers, wrestlers, you know, um, and that to me was like when once I started uh, APW Goldmine uh, Bootcamp, uh, those are the women that I was like, whatever they did, I have to like supersede it. Like I have big shoes to fill. Like I don't want to be just you know a pretty face or no, I want to be uh, a wrestler that can work with absolutely everybody and the person that can you know say that uh, she achieve something because she worked hard and you know and it was it was noticeable so and you talking about hustling and everything and i i when i was doing a little bit of research i was just kind of looking at how many matches that you've had you know as you've been wrestling and the amount of matches that on this one website i saw that were documented and i know that there are tons that aren't on there I mean, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, just always working, always working. And it's, a, it's awesome to see where you came from and started to where you are now. And now, one of the big reasons that we're, we're here chatting, being able to chat with you is Mission Pro. Yeah. And <laughs> their show, the show, September 18th, uh, this Friday, 7.30 bell time. It's in Buda, Texas. Uh, it's an awesome card. And we'll get to that in a little bit. But how did the opportunity, you know, and with Mission Pro kind of happen to you? Well, we used to run Sabotage Wrestling. And Sabotage Wrestling was created because an opportunity came up. And, like, we saw a uh, great opportunity for Brian. Brian always wanted to run shows. That's what he told me. I didn't want to run shows. But he's like, oh, let's do it, let's do it. And then the whole name, it's like the whole premise of Sabotage was pretty pretty interesting. So we run that show. We brought, we brought a bunch of girls, girls from Canada, from like all over the country, Japan, Mexico, they all came together. And after like, we literally called everybody we knew and we're like, hey, we're about to run a show. I know we're not offering a lot, you know, but you know, starting is going to be here and he's going to be founding girls. And maybe somebody from, you know, El- LU is going to be here and maybe they're like interested in somebody. You never know. It's, it's freaking LA. Mm-hmm. Just come, come down and see and, and see what happened, right? So we made that thing happen in six weeks. Um, it was like one of the most stressful things we did, but we sell the place out. That was the only place with Kyrie, Kyrie, like the only like indie that she did before she got signed to WWE, which was That's really awesome. Cool say that. <laughs> and then, um, so we had that for a minute. And then we came to, to Texas because there was not really a lot of like women's wrestling here in Texas. The first time that I came here was I think 2016, 2017, early 2016, no, late 2016, I don't remember. It was one of those times. And then, um, and I told Brian, dude, there's nothing, nothing out there. Like we can, we can create something really good. Let's bring Sabotage to Texas. So we started doing that. Then um, we moved on from Sabotage and then he still had like little, you know, bug to like run shows so we started doing mission pro wrestling because it was something 
fun. You know, we want to do something fun, like book some, a couple of our friends, just have have fun. I didn't want to wrestle, so I was doing like ring announcing. So we did that and it went really well. Uh, we're working with Pinball's Kingdom, who are like amazing sponsors mm -hmm. too. Um, they had a great time. They love wrestling. They had wrestling there before. And, and now they're just like, they're very welcoming. Our friend Jeremiah, who's another uh, part owner, he, uh, he helped us out to get this place. And now um, once the whole speak out thing happened, Brian was like, he always does this. What do you think if we just like run Mission Pro Wrestling, but nothing but women? And I'm like, Brian, that time for like, he's like, no, like, let's create something just like we did before with all the intergender wrestling that we were doing. But now it's a place in where 99.9% .9 of the people are there are women. You hire like photographers, you hire you know, camera women, you hire everybody is a woman, you know? So, and so we can do something different in the business and we can, you know, create something that has never not been done before. And I was like, okay, sounds good. And then all of a sudden it was announced on social media and I'm like, oh, Jesus, we gotta run the show. And then <laughs> I forgot that it was COVID and I was like, uh, how are you gonna run the show? And I was like, I don't know, it's Texas. So everything, it's almost open. So we'll be fine. Um, so we literally like set the time we talked to them and we announced it and we hit up Robin and we just, you know, and a bunch of people were just like, like literally flooded into it. And like a bunch of articles were written and stuff like that. And like, I was like, whoa, like this is like bigger than I thought it was. So the ball started rolling, sponsors started coming, like I never seen before. Um, then um, just like a bunch of people from all over the country, they just want to come and help. They just want to be part of it, you know? And um, that's what is really cool because uh, we're doing something completely different. And then um, other women in other parts of the country are also working on creating, um, um, actually like not laws, but like something that has to do with human resources and in case that, uh, stuff like this happen again like mm. women or men feel comfortable talking to somebody and there is actually something in set and people know what to do you know uh, instead of just like putting it on social media so there's an investigation and you know if people want to press charges like they know what to do and they feel supported so it's been like really amazing because it's been uh uh just uh, a learning a learning curve for all of us um because we're taking this to the next level like we're becoming a we're becoming a real, real, like, like we were doing it for fun and now it's just like real business. Like you guys were saying it's been two months and it's been like, like this week we're like tuning in a lot of the, like the logistics stuff. And I was just like, like <laughs> I mean, I have a great team. I have a, a great support, like other promotion, like you, it's, it's hard to hear when other promotions want to help your promotion be successful. Mm -hmm. You know, we have had, some of them have become our sponsors too, which is like unheard of other promotions, you know, supporting, other promotions financially because they see that there is a pool of talent that they can use from here and even if it's in local tv they can use that for them so these opportunities for girls to work on real tv and they can you know when they want to apply for wwe or aw or nwa or you name it they already have some sort of experience and by then maybe they can be picked and get a, a, a you know a, a contract or the first contract or what whatever you know so it's it's really exciting to see the opportunities that we can create, even with a small promotion, like, like our promotion, because of the connections that we have been able to create throughout the years working with, with promotions like we had before on Sabotage, because we, one of the things that we do is uh, we're very loyal to the people that we work with. And uh, we try to um, 
if people have beef, we try to stay as away as possible from that because we have a very specific mission. And the mission is to help other people that deserve an opportunity to be seen by bigger companies. Mm-hmm. You know, I am blessed at this point in day and on, on this day to tell you that I work in five different TV shows in my career in the last six years. It's not even six years. And I met and I know a lot of people that I can be like, hey, I have this girl. What do you think? And you, you think, can she go and get something or can we do something for her or just guide her in the right direction? You know, and, um, and then my husband has a lot of knowledge with social media. He's been helping me tremendously and a lot of stuff. Now we have a team of people and we're always yelling at each other to make sure that things are getting that right. But I think we're doing a, a really like a lot of things right. And another thing that I have, you know, in my pocket is like now I'm like tipping on, on uh, MMA, which is another market, you know, and, um, and I met a lot of people through wrestling that love, I mean, that are MMA fighters mm-hmm. and they just love this. So it's just like the possibilities are endless. And I always see it that way. It's like, you only limit yourself if you want to limit yourself. For me, there's no limits at this point. Like there's yeah. still a lot of stuff that I haven't done and I want to do and will happen. But uh, right now, our focus is this Friday. We're going to kill it. Again, like you guys said it, we sold out. And I just want to thank absolutely everybody that got the tickets. And, like, they they ready to watch a, a female show. Like, if we're doing it again. We did it in L.A. one time. It, it, PWG was running against us. And we were nervous. We were like, how can we don't even have – we didn't have any names in our card. And we – pack the place because people loved what we were doing and it's the same thing again there is we're in uh, in, in in a pandemic but like i said we are under safety guidelines like we we posted them multiple times in our website mm-hmm. on our multiple sites and stuff and we mm-hmm. are abiding to that everybody got tested everybody who's working the show got covid tested before they work the show we want to make sure that we're responsible like we all have to like have jobs and we want to have all their bookings. My, you know, my husband has his job, you know, everybody, you know, it's, it's risking this, even traveling, but we all believe in one thing and that is women's wrestling, that women deserve an opportunity to perform and to be able to put in a place in where they're not the special attraction. And they're not the only match in the card. And that's what we've been doing for years. Like we've been spending our own money you know, his extra hours that he works in his job, my other friend working his three jobs, me working extra matches to make the money to put a show, you know, because they're not cheap at all. Mm-hmm. I can tell no. you, you know, and is not cheap. So um, a lot of people can say that they do things for women's wrestling. But when you put the time and the work and everything else to take it to the next level, that's when I'm like, all right, I see what you're doing, you know, and um. And that's what we do. That's what the Cervantes family has been doing for years. We are sacrificing some of the stuff that we can do on other things because we want to be able to have this space, a safe space for women or, or like for have like before when we were having intergender wrestling. So people didn't see it the way that they were seeing it. And now like this, like having women working on almost every single position, you know, DJ, Yep. Every position, actually, you know, DJ, freaking commentators, the the ring announcers, the camera women, um, the photographers, um, who else? Our our agent is Jazz. Our our booker is Robin Green. Robin Green. So it's like, just tell me when was the last time this was done? 
It's monumental. I mean, it really is. And when I, when I first saw that um, Mission Pro kind of popped up on my, on my Twitter feed and, and I started to, to, to look into it and look at it and read about it, I was like, this is something that's going to spark a revolution here. This is, this is going to just keep on freight training. And I mean, me personally, it has opened my eyes. to. I've watched so many matches from from the women on the card uh that i that i hadn't known of before and it it some of the talent on the card is absolutely amazing Uh, everybody that we've talked to and you know christopher said it before has has been so gracious of their time to us um they've been so fun to talk to just the interactions between between us and them on social media when we were talking after the fact it's been phenomenal the card Robin Reed put a awesome, awesome card together. Uh, did you have any input into the card at all? Of course, we do. <laughs> yeah, we did. I, we definitely have a lot of suggestions. Uh, I'm very, very big on promoting our local talent. And there's a couple girls that I see working. And they go the extra mile to, uh, you know, to sharpen their craft. And that for me is very respectful. I did the same thing. I traveled like hours to LA when I was living in Oakland. I was staying like in people's stores, uh, on my best friend's couch, uh, sleeping in parks with my friends when we, we, you know, we couldn't drive an hour away. She lived in West Hollywood, like stuff like that. And some of these girls like here in Texas, because Texas is huge. Uh, they go from like here to Dallas to train with, um, what's her name? Um, Amber Moon. Mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. there they go here they come to san antonio to trade with jazz you know so there's always like this trading and then when i have time i go and show up with jazz and like do a couple things with them and i see the same girls doing the stuff so I, I told robin i was like let's make sure these girls um are in our show like this i think this is the future you know there's like five or six girls that we are like like really here i'm start putting a lot of time you know and effort to like try to take them to the next level um, and then there's a lot of talent that has never been seen here before, you know, that are very, very talented. And I'm really, really happy they're here. Um, so um, we're really excited that this is going to happen. And, um, you know, um, hopefully in the future, in the future shows, like I don't wrestle as much because I want to give this space to girls that um, are in the, you know, on the rise and, and, and they have, they are, the, they become the stars. Yeah. Um, so uh, that for me is very important. I'm not the type of person that I'm like, oh, I'm the owner. I got to put myself over. No, I don't have to put myself over. You know, I, I really want to put the time to like, all right, let me organize this. Because I really want to start organizing for the next future shows. Mm-hmm. Bringing women that are, that are, were in the business, that are not in the business, but they're very successful after they became, they stopped wrestling. Because it's very important that we think about our future after wrestling. Mm-hmm. Because um, that's, or even when you're wrestling and these things like COVID happen again. And how are you going to survive during something like this? When you're an independent contractor, you probably are not paying taxes, you know, and you don't have a regular job. So um, how you pay taxes, by the way? So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, because it's like, you know, it's not like it's not having a regular job. You don't have a, yeah, right. you know, you don't you know what I'm saying. Oh, so yeah. yep. it was very difficult. That was like, one of the conversations I remember listening to a lot of podcasts and they were saying, how does wrestlers are gonna get paid now or how are they gonna get employment so it's very important that like we educate our women and our men too in the business to know what are their options as as independent contractors 
to make a living outside of wrestling. You know, I definitely am very blessed that um, I used my, my brains while I was, you know, things were going good and we started like little businesses here and there. But some people like they don't really know what to do and they don't really know how to use social media to get themselves out there, not only as professional wrestlers, but entertainers and everything else is going to come up for them. So, um, yeah, those are like the, the plans in the future. And we have other grandiose plans that we're still working on that I know it will happen again because of the connections that we were able to create. Yeah, and you do have a lot of good connections. Uh, I mean, anybody anybody that's seen TV in the past couple of weeks or past couple of months or past couple of years, you know, has seen your face. Now, the card itself, outside of, of your match with Lindsay, you personally, what what match is really sparking your interest? What 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 matches is the one that you want to see the most? I I like because Rachel Rose and Elena Black, they've been talking like smack to each other. I want to see what they, they have in store. They, they did like this little thing in, in another podcast and they were like so cute. I was like, oh, look at them fighting. Um, so that's been really good. Um, I really want to see Swole and La Rosa Negra wrestle. I haven't seen La Rosa Negra wrestle in like a couple of years. So I just got a message from her and she's literally like jumping off joy that she's going to be able to get in the ring and perform because there's nothing happening in, in Puerto Rico for her. Mm-hmm. She's so excited to get out there and just have the opportunity to like share her like talent because she's very talented and I don't, I don't think a lot of people have seen her wrestle and she is so entertaining. I think you guys are going to have a lot of fun. Um, I think I oh, Red Velvet and Maddie it's going to be really good. Red Devil is another talent. I met her in AEW and she happened to uh, contact Robin by luck. And uh, Baby D is going to be our ring announcer now. Yeah, that's oh, awesome. Yay for Baby D. <laughs> Due to some health issues, like now she's going to be our ring announcer. And um, that opened the door for Red Velvet to be on our show. And um, they're going to have a lot, a lot of fun. I think Maddie is a, a great up-and-comer. I've seen her uh, before. like Strong. And she is... She has a star power, and she always brings a lot of people with her. So that's another thing I like about her. <laughs> she, she, you know, she markets herself really, really well. Um, I don't know. Like, I think um, the tag team match is going to be really fun. All the girls have been doing an excellent and superb job on, on, on promoting their match and, and promoting themselves. So I'm really, really proud of them. Again, a lot of them, I seen them. I saw them when they were, like, training before they, they debuted, and I see them progress. So it's really sweet to see them, you know, in, in our show and, like, they're always calling me Mama Thunder or Mama Rosa. Um, I mean, again, because I care for them. I see, I see them grow. I see them struggle. I see, you know, when you're sometimes we're in the same shows and they have some matches and I'm like, girl, I feel you. You know, <laughs> it's just like, you know, but it's always like just telling them like things that I wish somebody told me and I would have known. And I tell them that so they don't, so people don't abuse them, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. it's it can happen. Like, some people are very, I mean, we're in the tra- and entertainment business, so people become very egocentric, and, and it's all about them, 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 and them, and, and it's just like, it's not fun. When it's like that, oh, man, you dread going into the match. You're like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to work with this person. It's just, it's horrible. It's like, yeah. wrestling is supposed to be fun. Like, this job is supposed to be fun. We're here to make you forget about your problems and, and think about our problems in the ring, you know, so that's like men mentality now and um there was a point where and i tell the girls when you're feeling that way and you're bitter and you're not enjoying it take some time off 
because we are enjoying it and we don't want you to because of your energy we don't want you to ruin our stuff so um again with mission pro that's what we're trying to create we're trying to create a big family a big a sisterhood a real sisterhood and um and really like weed out people that are not with that mentality yeah and i think i'm and christopher i mean correct me if i'm wrong but we've seen that just from from talking to the to the women i mean not involved in, in each other's matches, you know, baby D talked up, you know, Vert Vixen and rookie Jen, uh, Jenna Lynn and, you know, uh, red velvet was talking up, uh, Vert La Vixen and La Rosa Negra was who, who was her trainer, uh, her first trainer. So I, it's awesome to see how much like just support and love and like everything is just surrounded by, you know, the whole show, the whole promotion, ev everybody involved. So no, it's, it's a it's, breath of fresh air. No, because it's important to have that. I mean, there's nothing worse than that when I feel, because you know, things go on like through the grapevine always. And uh, it's, it's really sad to hear like, one of the girls like, oh my God, I had this terrible experience with this person. She treated me like I was like less than, and I'm like, it breaks my heart because I was treated like that so many times. And I was said like the worst things in the world, like right after I got injured, you know, People are telling me like, well, you think that you're all that. And like, you think that because you work in Lucha Underground, you can't be like, like, dude, first of all, I'm injured. I'm like, you know, I can't even pay attention to that. And then you're like telling me what a piece of crap I am. Like, excuse me. Like, no, that's not. Stay away. No time for that. Like, no. You know, it's, it's not cool. Like I, there was a lot of stuff that happened to me when I, you know, when I was coming up and like, I don't want like my, my girls you go through that. And even if they go through that, I, I want them to feel comfortable talking to me and like, hey, you know what, it's okay. Like, don't take it personal, you know? And like, I know what the type of person, how much passion you have for the business. Don't let that individual kill your passion for the business, you know? Um, I mean, I've seen it so many times and I tell you, like it happened to me multiple times. Drago is making his entrance again. In every podcast that I've been, he's always- like, Drago. <laughs> But yeah, that is important, you know, like I always say that this is not the 1930s, you know, this is 2020 and things in order for us to become better, things need mm -hmm. to change, needs to be respect, mutual respect. And even when there's something wrong in the ring, it is okay to say sorry and like just leave it there and just not blame the other person. I mean, it takes two to tangle, right? But mm -hmm. sometimes, sometimes it's hard, but it, again, it's like being able to express I am not okay with what you're saying right now. I just, you know, it's a not... safe space. Yeah, yeah. That's, and, and that's what it comes down to, man. Well, we know Hell Hath No Fury is Friday. Yes. But what's on the horizon? Are, are there any uh, tidbits, any exclusives you might be able to give the, the wonderful people watching and listening about the next show? No, because you have to wait until September 18th. I'm not gonna. I love it. You guys have to watch the show and <laughs> get tickets. You need to go on TitleMatchNetwork.com. I already signed up. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know, a lot of you is like, oh, the COVID is happening. I don't want to go. Then watch it on Title Match. Support, support small businesses. Support small companies. In order for us to get bigger, and you know, if you guys want a bigger name, we can afford that bigger name. You know, it's just like that's important. You know. Well, you touched on something and I'm going to, I'm going to veer off a little bit. You mentioned how you're a small company and I, 
I just have to say, it's never felt like that. The, the, the group that's come together and the people that you've put together, you've turned a small company into this big movement that's happening. It, it, it just doesn't feel like you're a small company. It feels like you're a big name company doing big things. I mean, and, we are. I mean, technically, in paper, we are. And we sold out. And, you know, and we have, like I said, we have a lot of support from many different people. And we are definitely very excited. Um, again, a lot of girls that are in other companies, they're like, they're just like literally on like the waiting list because they want to be part of it. Um, and that feels so good as a testament of, you know, the hard work that, you know, my family and, and, and the team has been doing for the last four or five years. And also it has to do with like my work ethic and, and how, you know, direct I am with a lot of people I work before. Um, we definitely um, very supportive of a lot of my peers and then when they are successful, I am very happy for them. I'm not envious. This is like, is there time? Let's celebrate for them. You know, when my time comes, I'm going to celebrate. And I know who those that were with me, they will celebrate with me. That's so important. It is so important, you know, that um, we understand everybody has different journeys and our journeys will take either a short, short time or a longer time for us to like uh, obtain the success that we want to obtain, whatever you, you call success, right? But for me, like owning a, a company, a female company, uh, running something like this, uh, being my own boss, um, traveling all over the world, um, being able to, you know, help my son when I'm here in his homework and, and do things like that. For me, that's success because I didn't grow up like that, you know, and, um, and, you know, being able to share my happiness with the world, that's success too. So um, again, um, I'm very happy for, for, for those that are very successful right now and that are doing big things. And I see the support by, you know, messages or just like saying that I would like to be part of it, of what you're doing. Yeah, it seems like everybody wants to be a little part of what you're putting together. And that's all we've heard is people actually reaching out to you and wanting to be involved and being like, I need to be on this card. I need to be part of Mission Pro. And that's that's impressive that you're able to get that groundswell going. Yes. And uh, hopefully, like I said, um, not hopefully, it will continue to be that way. Uh, we're going to nurture it to be a positive environment and um and for people to feel comfortable to come and, 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 and be part of the show. And I wanted to be happy, but I also wanted to be a learning experience because it's like, this is bigger than what we think it is. It's not just your regular um, independent promotion. Like I really want to treat it as uh, like a little more of a um, use. Like I said, when I was telling you about the podcast, it's like uh, a way for you to practice some of your, your skills that you probably don't feel very comfortable but it's really good that you start doing it little by little. And then once you get a name, you can start charging money, right? There you go. <laughs> it's, it's just like, it, it takes time. And, um, and some people don't feel like um, it's important. And I think it like, feels like it might be a burden, but it's, it's everything is about perspective, right? And uh, sometimes people are begging for people to do in, interviews with them and nobody wants to do interviews with them. But when the opportunity is there, just take it. You never know who these people know. They might know somebody and they can get you an opportunity. They can get you a booking somewhere. I don't mm-hmm. know. It has happened to me that way. So um, I'm a firm believer that you have to, um, sometimes you have to stop whining and complaining and, 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 and just do the work. Even if it's a lot of work, you just got to do the work. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of doing the work, you've been on quite the road trip recently. And as you said, you've been doing it for six years already, but most recently you've been traveling a lot to get some wrestling shows in. 
we love to hear about travel. We love to hear about what's going on in the road. How's the road been? Have you had any interesting things happen on the road? Any fun stories you can tell us on the air? All the destruction for 2020. <laughs> <laughs> you call it dad from uh, NWA. She's like, our queen in, in her destruction for 2020. Where is she going? Um, funny story, man. Do not fly on American Airlines. Oh. <laughs> There's no... Yeah, I'm like there's no know. there's no funny parts of that. It's just don't do it. <laughs> I'm like the hashtag middle seat rage, uh, middle seat rage. Like all my flights are been middle seat. Like I'm oh. always doing elbows with people. Um, I'm like eating like this. I'm like, eh, and I'm sorry, eh, I'm sorry. You know, like, I oh. thought they weren't doing middle seats. Like, dude, that is so packed. Like, yesterday I was in Dallas and I literally they were like, we will offer two hundred fifty dollars to two people. I want to stay here. For until tomorrow, we give you a hotel room because we overbooked the flight. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, I got you. Um, let's see a funny story. Um, I don't know. Um, I, I mean, when I met Dustin, Dustin Rose, man, he, um, he blew me away. He's like one of the nicest people in the world. I was like, oh, Dustin. And he's like super sweet with all the ladies. Super sweet with everybody. He um, does a lot of the training for AEW yeah. women, right? Yeah. We train like before the shows. And um, and it's been really nice to see um, some of the girls that I didn't know before. A lot of them are from Florida. And like um, being able to work one-on-one -on -one with them, it's been really, really cool. Um, uh, definitely, um, that was one of my positive things meeting him meeting a bunch of like Jake the snake he's so funny in the back um seeing a lot of the people I work in Lucha Underground with just seeing them doing their stuff uh Penta Phoenix uh Jack Evans um Angelico um I mm -hmm. with the boys every time because like, we always wear a mask right in the airport and I act like I'm a fan so I'll be like <laughs> oh my god oh my god can I get you an autograph and the guys are like Oh my God, it's Thunder Rosa. You know, <laughs> I always mess with him. What's up, man? Why are you going to give me an autograph or not? I'm like, go away. Um, seeing Sammy Guevara, like, I hate him in the ring, but I like, he's like, he's my boy. He's like, oh, we always like Rosa. You know, like, so much, so much fun. Like, like I said, I, I work with so many different people. Um, I really got close to like Trevor Murdoch. He was my agent in NWA. Mm -hmm. So he's like my, my, um, uh, my little uh, angel talking to me in my ear. Like I call him every time I'm going to have a, a match. And he like helps me to like really focus on rem just remember who Thunder Rosa, the little bull is, you know, um, he, he always tells me that I'm like the little five, three monster and to remind all the ladies in the ring who the little monster is in the ring, you know, uh, that's why they call it the destruction tour 2020, I guess. There you go. Um, so he's been like super pivotal for me to like, um, build my my uh my faith in myself you know not to like really like double doubt like just self-doubt myself you like just go with like you used to do an NWA do your thing and you're gonna do great people are gonna see your talent like just remember that I've, t I've been telling you this from day one you know then um calling my husband I always call my husband and tell him all my matches step by step so He'd be like, all right, see, that doesn't sound good. Okay, it's not good. Because <laughs> he'd be on the road with me for all these years, right? So 
for him, it's really important that I call him with my matches. And then um, having my son tell me when he uh, doesn't approve of an opponent, just to remind me that I need to F them up. <laughs> <laughs> Those Anakin text messages on Instagram. That would be really funny. Just or if you didn't know already, you had to F them up. Just yeah. Just yeah, you know, he's good. like straight up. He told me, I don't want to see a, I don't want to see a match that sucks. So you better F them up. Like, All right. <laughs> yeah, straight shooter. Straight shooter right here. What was it like getting back into the ring? Like we had that kind of pause that everybody went through and now you're going like full bore wrestling like what was it like there was no real real pause man you know texas is a well it's still you know um and then i was training and as soon as they opened the doors in like mid-april i was already doing mma full full contact five six days ago so i was being slammed punch kicked um double leg takedowns single leg takedowns like all the takedowns i can imagine i was already practicing um when i got in the ring and i started doing bumps i remember i I bitched out of one bump. Oh man, that hurt like for two weeks. It was just a regular clothesline and I took it so bad. And I was just like, my ribs, oh, I can't <laughs> no more. Uh, but no, we, we did a studio wrestling in Houston. Then um, then that's when I decided and I told, I told Brian, it's time for us to open um, our costume matches, you know? And we had our first shoot on July and we didn't have that many many matches, but it was it was successful. I mean, for what, what we did, we, we made pretty decent money. and. And we helped the girls get some work and some of the guys. And now on this one, man, we have a lot of work just picking up, you know, like a lot of the girls that were like struggling to make some money. Now they're making money, especially, you know, here in Texas, like a lot of the girls weren't traveling and they weren't wrestling. So that's extra money that they can get for like their, you know, car payments, whatever they need. Yeah, so sure. it's been work for all of us. So it's, it's worked out really, really well. So um, I know costume matches were, were happening in different states and some of them were doing, that's the only thing that we were doing was costume matches. And, and now uh, from, I will say August to now, everything has been picking up. Like I have been nonstop. Like I posted a, a picture this morning or it was yesterday of me looking like a zombie because I had a photo shoot yesterday, which was really fun mm-hmm. in Chicago. Um, and yeah, man, that's how I'm, how I'm gonna look for the next two weeks. I like that photo this morning when I saw that. Was that. <laughs> that was literally like me the last five, days it's been it's been very very like all over the place but it's been amazing like i have enjoyed every moment like from the lows to the highs to again back to lows like those peaks and valleys and um uh, i was talking to my coach actually my original coach dylan drake who was really upset at me because i had two coaches matt carlos and dylan drake i didn't have my coach's dylan's address so i didn't send him my my pwi magazine signed by me so he was like so where's my magazine and i was like <laughs> no but he was like he just called me to tell me how proud he was and um that he's really enjoying the journey that i you know that i have followed because from like all the students that he taught like i'm the the one that he knew from the beginning that i was gonna go to like super far so um he's really excited about this journey and um and yeah so it's it's been it's been amazing. I can tell you, like, I have gotten on my knees and cried of happiness because it's like, um, it's something that we worked so hard and we really thought that at points that we were not going to make it, you know, because of X, Y, and Z. And, you know, I used to see, like I said, like I was telling you before, when people used to get opportunities and like being big, big stages, I'd be like, like 
all right, one day, you know, I know I got the talent. I know I, I got everything. It, one day it's going it's gonna to happen, but it's going to happen when, when I'm ready. And it's, mm -hmm. it's right. And when they, when Billy made that phone call and say, you're going to be in AW after they were contacting me. And I, I mean, I couldn't make the decision because I'm with NWA. Uh, and then he, he spilled the, the beans and he's like, you're going to be an all out. I was like, what? <laughs> okay. okay. You know, and it was just like, oh, and then like, does the prep after like flying there, like I was on a vacation with my husband, like I didn't have anything ready. Like it was just like, boom, boom. You just make things happen. The same, the same thing happened when I went to Japan. They called me like a week, not even like 10 days before that I needed to get a passport. So there was no, because I was Mex—I was a Mexican citizen back then. So I literally went and looked everywhere in the, in the country to see if I can make an appointment. The only place that I found was like in San Diego, which was like 10 hours away from my house. I literally drove down, left everything and told my husband, I'll see you in a couple of days and got the passport. Like, it was the same thing. I feel like I didn't have this stuff and I was like, okay, I'm going to get ready and get it done and, 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 and make, and, and, you know, and make it. And that's what we've been doing since. It's 2014, baby. <laughs> yeah. It's that hustle. It's the timing. It's the journey. It's ready. Yeah. Be Just be ready. ready at any point in time. Yeah. And I, I'm telling you, like, MMA this year has helped me so much to stay ready. Like, men, men, mentally, like, spiritually, and, like, physically, especially physically. Um, I, the conditioning is, like, not, no other, you know, boxing wrestling and like the amount of them uh, you know sparring and everything that i i was doing before like the call like that's what kept me like so sharp and like just being there all the time like it's helped me so much with my character and with my fluidity in the ring and um, like and just being confident now you know like i know that losses sometimes are hard and my first fight was a loss like it just helped me so much to believe in myself like that you can be put in any situation and you can still feel like you did something and accomplished something like it, you know i i went pro like like right off the bat and um and went with somebody that had a lot of experience and 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 i give her a hard time you know and she wasn't able to finish me and and i i gained a lot of of confidence so uh, yeah. i'm confident now on everything i do are you are you taking some of that mma background into your match with Lindsay? everything she's like she's a killer like uh, that's what i you know i was working out today and i was making all this like yo i'm gonna kill this bitch you know <laughs> i'm doing deadlifts and thinking about the match i'm like man this is gonna be it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one and i, I was like looking at her pictures because she's uh, she competes too mm -hmm. jiu-jitsu and yeah uh, she's a blue belt um she's a higher level blue belt than i am um but um it don't matter you know I don't matter. It's gonna, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good, good match. I, I have a, a, a pretty good feeling. And, and today, like I said, when I, when I train, and it was, you know, folks in that tomorrow when I go training, it's gonna be folks in that. Uh, everything's gonna be focused on that match. Lindsay, you better watch out. Oh yeah, she knows. She already. Knows. Oh, she knows. She told me she was gonna go and get like, buy things in bulk, so I should get a Costco cart. And I. I have one of those. And I'm like. <laughs> I support small businesses. I don't go to Costco. So. Oh, I, I do that also, but I do have a Costco card. <laughs> <laughs> so we normally ask our guests, 
outside the ring, what kind of hobbies you have, but I don't know if you have time to have any hobbies. I'm going to yeah. ask anyway. My son is laughing. Man, I will say fold clothes when I have time. Like, when I'm really anxious, I'll be, like, folding all my clothes and be like, mm, 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 you know. Um, it is therapeutic. It is very therapeutic. Um, I like to read, like, uh, when, especially when I don't have Wi-Fi on the planes. Like, I, I always carry one book or two. I read, um, and um, I like to listen to podcasts, like motivational podcasts. Uh, those are phenomenal, and they have worked for me so well in the last year. I've learned so much about um, just like the uh, the power of positive thinking and the power of like you know saying things to the world to the universe that are positive. And um, I like really go on those. Like I have my my two tunes. Like I'm gonna tell you what I listen. And I listen to them all the time. It's Jay Shetty on purpose and Lewis House. How how we the School of Greatness. I can't even remember. <laughs> Flow of greatness and on purpose. Like those are the two ones that I listen to most. And then every morning, almost every morning, I listen to this thing called Daily Quote. It's like a two-minute thing, and it's a, it talks about a quote of the day, and then it explains it. So that like really helps me to like get into it. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, that, and then I I write a lot of notes and um, gratitude letters when I'm like on the plane or when I'm like feeling a certain way. Um, so I like to write. I used to do a lot of before uh, I like to paint too, but I don't have time to paint anymore. Um, and I will say, Father Drago, that's another hobby that I have. That's yeah, like, spend time I, with the pup. Yeah. Yes. He's, he's definitely everybody loving him. Um, but yeah, those are like my hobbies. And sometimes when I have time, I watch like anime. I've been getting into anime again. Okay. So I watch 20, 30 minutes. If it's really interesting, I actually pay attention. But if not, I'll be doing something with my son or. Folding clothes. Yes, always folding. I'm doing something else. <laughs> Those are my hobbies. It's not as interesting as you guys think it's gonna be. But... Yeah, it's the same things I do. Good. Yeah, I, I put together Legos to like yeah. detach from the world. Man, I like to uh, break things apart and like build things. Like my husband, when we used to work at a pool store, that's what I met my husband in San Diego. He had me like breaking the, where were the, the water vacuums were? Pool vacuums? Yeah, the pool vacuums. I was just putting them away and then just like putting them together with the new parts and stuff, just fixing things like that. If I had time to do mechanics, like mechanic work, I would love to do mechanic work. Like fixing. Okay. Yeah. When, when, when you retire from wrestling, you can have a, have a garage. She'll be putting on shows. She doesn't That's have true. time to have the garage. <laughs> like, I need to get better at editing. Definitely. Definitely. That's like where the money's at. So are we at favorites now, Christopher? We are at our favorite part of the interview. Oh, oh what is that? Favorites. Favorites what? Your what? favorites. <laughs> like what kind yeah. of favorites? Well, that's what, that's what we're going to ask. So you brought up that you like to read. So what's your favorite genre of uh, novel or book to read? Nonfiction, but there's fiction. Uh, Chuck Palahniuk, I love Chuck Palahniuk. The, the Fight Club, I think I read it like three times. It's one of my favorite books. And then there's another one. I can't, for, I can't remember the name of it, but it's about, you read it like, like an anime book from the back to the front. It's okay. about um, a plane crash. 
It's a really good book. I can't remember the name. It was a great book I, I, I read. I, I read that one twice and I don't remember the name. So nonfiction. I read a lot of, a lot of motivational books, uh, things about finances, um, and just like self, self-help. Like mm-hmm. I get very into that and I'm like trying to like get better at, at that, you know. You took, you took one of my favorites away because I was going to ask you what your favorite podcast was for the positivity was, but you already answered that. So, see, you, you, were, you, were, you already led into the favorites there for us. Yeah, I love Jay Shetty. I, he's so much. He's, he's fun. He has, like, really good, um, and, uh, I mean, um, guests. And, 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 and I found the other one by accident. And I really loved it. it during the during the COVID, that's when I started listening to it. So, yeah, the, the school of greatness is also a really good one. I like the five minute Friday because he responds everything in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're in the gym, you're picking up weights, you're thinking about beating Lindsay or whoever you're taking on next. What kind of music are you listening to? Oh man, do you really want to hear? I yes. So I have a motivational uh, playlist. I listen from Drake to Tina Turner. All right. Bad Bunny, Kanye West. Who else do I listen to? Lady Gaga, No Doubt, Beyonce, of course, MIA, Iggy Azalea. Um, oh, and then I found, I totally forgot that I like Limp Bizkit when I was a teenager. I used to do and I listened to the Nuki and I was like, yeah, I was like, this song is so bad. I didn't understand. I used to sing it and I didn't understand what I was saying. And I was like, oh my God, this is gross. You know? I, I feel that happens a lot. Like my wife and I were driving in the car the other day and I can't remember. Oh, it was uh, a song by the band Poison. And it was uh, uh, talking about at the drive-in and the old man's Ford behind the bushes. Mm-hmm. And and you know i'm screaming for and and she's like man when i was a little kid i never listened to the lyrics and now that i listen to it uh i probably shouldn't have been listening to it yeah it's really funny but i I listen to when i depending on the mood that i am i listen to a lot of like uh like rap i like um or like i have um i have a couple but um, I, I sometimes listen to the page mode. Like I just feel like listen to the page mode. mode. Okay. Shade. I just want to feel like relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like this like last three years. I listened to like the POD radio because there's a lot of like '90s, like early 2000s music, mm-hmm. and they have some good stuff in there. I was like, oh, okay, I remember this song. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, those like nice. the kind of I listen to. It, it it seems like every single person just about that we've talked to. Uh, in the Mission Pro series, just like all types of music. Like- I mean, yeah, you, you have to. Like, if I want to cry, I listen to, like, Life Sucks. They have a radio thing, this Life Sucks, and I'll be like, yes, yes. I <laughs> and then, um, or if I want to run and I want to feel, like, motivated, I listen to, like, Tina Turner, Simply the Best, like, on repeat. Like, on just- repeat. Or like, I just need to, like, I just remember I'm um, Simply the Best. And I'll just be like, listen. Mm-hmm. hard. You know, it's like your Rocky song, right? Yeah. Like, yes, like literally, it's like my Rocky song. That one, and like, there's another one from Eminem too that I listen to a lot. Till I collapse. Like. Oh that's yeah. My anthem, like I swear to God, like when I'm like feeling really down, I'm like, no, I gotta do this because you know. 
somebody's working harder than I am. And he's, I always think that, you know, somebody's working harder than I am, so I got to work harder. So, yeah. Now, you've been around the world. You've wrestled in a ton of places. And this might be a hard question to answer, but do you have a favorite city or place or country that you have wrestled in? What's your favorite? Man, I, Chicago is one of my favorite places to go. Like, like I used to go there every other month because I have so many friends out there. And, um, and I just enjoy the, the, the scene. The wrestling scene is like no other. The fans are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas is definitely, that's where my heart is always. Sounds like a song. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's why that's why I moved to Texas because I really loved it. It was just something special. But it had to be Mexico and Tokyo. Mexico okay. and Tokyo. Those, Tokyo is always like Cork uh, and Hall. Like one of the favorite places to wrestle at. Like always. Like, it doesn't matter how many people are there. It's just Cork and Hall just because of the historical mm-hmm. part of it. And just Mexico City because it's just like. It was when I went there. I so much fun. The fans are so like nasty. They don't care. Like you can say whatever you want, and it's just like they don't, they don't care. It's just great. Like last time I was there was in Mexico City, and we had like eight thousand people in the crowd. And it was like one of the first time that I go and like have that many people. And um, oh my god, I had so much fun. I was just talking so much crap. <laughs> and they go for it, and they go for it, and then yeah, I loved it. And then Tokyo. Um, in the last, I was say my last three tours were so much fun because I just came so confident this time. Like the moment that I came out and like my last match in Cork one, I think it was, no, it wasn't Maki. No, it wasn't Maki. It was another one. But um, one of the, one of the ones, ones when I went to Tokyo Joshi on my first tour um, and it was like to see who's the sexiest wrestler of Tokyo Joshi. Oh my God. I was being so extra. I was like selling like extra, extra. It was great. I had so much fun. I always had so much fun. Like that, it, it's like I said. I have. I'm having fun with wrestling now, and I'm enjoying it. You know, because I, like I said, I feel confident. Like some of the girls I work with are fantastic, and they're like zero drama. They just want to have fun too. So it's like creating and and, and being um, able to to tell a cool story, a funny story, or like a serious story is always like challenging because it's for me. It's always a, a clean canvas. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and if the person is like willing to like go with me and dance with me at my pace, it's always great. And even if they don't, we can you know create another dance and make it. Yeah. Fun. Now is it, this isn't really a favorite, but a, a twist off of your favorite place to wrestle. Is there some place that you haven't wrestled yet that you want to? Yeah, absolutely. I want to go to Arena Mexico. I'm sorry, Arena Mexico. Um, this is a la iglesia de todas las arenas. It's a, it's it's like a sacred place for for lucha libre. Mm-hmm. So I would love to go there and wrestle. I would definitely like to wrestle in um in New York in that big arena. They had Madison a Square Garden. Yes, man, Madison Square Garden will be pretty amazing. Um, where else? Where else would I like to wrestle, Brian? Inside the basement of the Alamo, he says, I should wrestle there, maybe. Um, or um, yeah, That would be an interesting cinematic match. Yes, right? Be, <laughs> yes. Or maybe the Tokyo Dome. I think that would be really cool. Ooh. Now that it's opening doors for women there. So, Tokyo nice. Dome. Okay. Favorite type of food? 
uh, Asian food. I include Thai, Japanese, Vietnamese. Which one? Chinese. Like my my husband used to send his face like, yeah, she always eat that. I can eat that every single day. There's a Thai food at a Thai food place by my house that I always take my son. I love it. It's so good, so good, and it's so nutritious too. So I'm like, yeah, I can live off this thing. Yeah. Christopher loves Thai food. I, I, she just named all my yes. favorite foods. <laughs> okay. What, and again, it's not really a favorite. I don't want to ask a dream match, but I want to ask where is the final destination? You know, what's, what's the dream in professional wrestling for Thunder Rosa? I just want to be able to live comfortably and not to hustle so hard. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I just don't. Right now, I don't want to like set a goal because once you like hit the goal, you're like, what's next? Um, mm -hmm. Like the goal is like to be able to support a good contract in a good company that uh, it's not that I'm saying that NWA is not a good company. I love NWA and like I enjoy my time in NWA. Um, but it's always like good to like be able to be in a, in a place where there's a, a bigger platform, you know, so um, Definitely we're working towards towards that in the future. And um, yeah, I want to be able to work in a company where I, I'm able to like provide for my family without having to have like 50,000 jobs on side uh, and uh, being able to um, create a legacy, like a financial legacy for, for, for them. And uh, when I retire, like we can, you know, be comfortable. And there's definitely something that I've been working on in the last year, which is like uh, creating strong financial financial goals for the future because i feel like a lot of wrestlers at one point they made a lot of money but then now it's like they don't have anything because you know we forget that this is temporary and like mm -hmm. once you a lot of money you kind of like let me just spend it on beer and ladies and all this wonderful stuff right but i'm again i'm just like really focusing on that like i want to retire when i'm from like my job in like 50 so i'm like really really hard like working really hard so it's there's still a lot of work to do and i know that um as long as, as, long as i'm healthy and, and things are going well like we'll be able to to accomplish that nice well thunder thank you so much for your time we have one last question for the podcast and it's something that we ask everybody and it is the the most important question that we could possibly ask anybody and it has to do with cookies yes and the cookies in in question are oreo cookies okay are you on team single stuff the regular classic you know just one layer of uh cream oreo or are you on team double stuff don't really eat that many cookies but my son eats all of them and i usually get the single you get the single stuff right he eats any cookies but i usually get the single stuff like i'm not i don't i don't eat a lot of candy that's okay or, you know sugar Unless no, cookies. no cookies no my cookies no cookies nobody gets the point no <laughs> i get the family style he takes to a room and disappears <laughs> my daughter does the same thing but it will be single, single. That's okay. We still love you. We're, we're both double stuff guys, but 
as I said, thank you so much for joining us. Everybody out there, don't forget this Friday, September 18th, 7.30 Central Time, 8.30 Eastern Time. You figure out the rest if you're on the West Coast. Hell Hath No Fury, provide, uh, presented by Mission Pro Wrestling and Pinball's Kingdom. Make sure you get the title match network and get that download, sign up, go watch the show. Please. And if you're going to the show, because I know some people that are listening are going to the show, wear your mask, stay socially distant, just stay with your people. Yeah. And if you don't have mask, we are selling masks. So we got you. There you go. Got and you. Make sure you pick up your t shirts as My well. T-shirt. Yes, that looks great. Isn't it like super comfortable? It is very soft. Good. I love it. Well, Thunder, we had an absolute blast. Um, Obviously, we know exactly where everybody should find you. We can find everything of Thunder Rose out there on social media. We'll make sure to have everything at the end of this podcast, but also talk about Mission Pro, talk about Hell Hath No Fury. And thank you again for letting us be a part of this. Um, The minute it was announced, I reached out to Chuck and said, we have to be part of this. This is something bigger than anything we've seen in a long time. Thank you for doing this. And thank you for becoming the student of the teachers who saw something in you and now becoming, I think, that teacher of a bunch of new generation people out there that you're promoting and pushing up. And, you know, hopefully this is like something that we are doing for many, many years to come. I hope so too. Everybody, like, subscribe, follow Thunder. I'll have all the stuff at the end in the credits. Watch the show Friday. We'll see you guys next time. Thunder, once again, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. You can follow Thunder Rosa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ThunderRosa22. She's also on YouTube. Search for Thunder Rosa. And finally, check her out on her website, ThunderRosa.net, where you can get all up-to-date news and information on her and buy some merchandise. And of course, Hell Hath No Fury, presented by Mission Pro Wrestling and Pinball's Kingdom, Friday, September 18th in Buda, Texas. If you're going to the show, bell time is 7.30. You can find the show streaming online at Title Match Wrestling Network. And for more information on Mission Pro, go to missionprowrestling.net. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Bald Monkeys. You can also check out our interviews on WrestleJoy.com. Make sure to subscribe on our YouTube page to watch our previous interviews or our roundtable discussions. Just search for The Bald Monkeys. Watch us live on our new Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash thebaldmonkeys. And finally, listen to the Bald Monkeys podcast on Apple iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.